So yeah. you looked up Randy Quaid. He's on Night Visions. It, was yes. that the Henry Rollins one? Or was that the yes. other? Because I remember we did Chiller on... This is LAW Anthology Series Review. We did Chiller and we did Night Visions. Night Visions was Henry Rollins, right? Yes, yes. So he's on that show, which was bad, but not as bad as Chiller was. Chiller was just boring. Chiller was our least favorite episode that we've done. Yeah, it was that one with the British show, right? Yes, that went fucking yeah. nowhere. I don't remember what it was at this point. But we're not here to discuss that. We're here to barely discuss a Twilight episode, goddammit. <laughs> Theme song, quick version. Um, here we go. You're traveling through another dimension. Welcome to that other dimension. It's LAW, the Twilight Zone Review, episode 327, Twilight Zone 1985's 113C, the star. Phoenix oh, I West. You did that. <laughs> dick, dig it. Welcome. The end. All right, bye. <laughs> Let's talk about Randy Quaid, the mythical creature that has made Randy Quaid for a while. <laughs> so you, it sounds like you have a lot more to say about this and by that i mean literally anything to say about this because it was i, I liked I, it but it's a good episode i think it's the best 85 episode i think we've seen honestly i don't agree with that at all but well, what's the better one I, I can't think of any i liked a bunch of them better than this one it was this was a cute little it was a little too sentimental to me and it was weird that it was on like a religious episode like a christmas episode yeah. Because it was Night of the Meek was the A side of this. And oh, is that what it is? Okay. But can she type? And I guess, and then this one is like a Jesus one as well. And Well, I mean, yes and no. I mean, yeah, but I thought it was. What do mean was, yes and no? Was, 100% about is, Jesus. Well, yes. I thought it was sweet. <laughs> but it was, a, it, was, it was pretty neat. It was a neat episode. It was like. To say, oh, uh, a distant civilization had to die for another civilization to have the next step in whatever the, yeah. their process. And that was neat. It was a neat idea. No, it was I, neat. I definitely liked it. Yeah. Uh, my only complaint was that it was only seven minutes and it looked like garbage. Yeah, it's very, very, very low budget. It looked like it was shot in 1968. It looks like they shot it along with 2001. Another Arthur then, C. Clarke story. The, yeah, yeah. But yeah, again, Arthur C. Clarke, in reality, a horrible, horrible monster. Yes. Well, Because he is a pedophile. Same, a lot of those guys. The fucking guy who wrote, uh, was it, Cl- uh, Lewis? The Alice in Wonderland oh, dude? Oh, well, you know, you could, okay, here's the argument with Lewis Carroll. <laughs> he liked his niece, okay? <laughs> he, li- he didn't like all, you're doing the... You're doing the thing that the dad from that uh, Seventh Heaven did. I'm not yeah. into them. I was into these girls. Exactly. And he paid her a very nice compliment by writing a bunch of stories about her in a weird, fucked-up world. Yeah, where, where she gets drugged in every single book. Well. She's sipping potions. She has no idea what they do. She's one going... pill makes you larger. <laughs> yeah. The other makes you small. Yeah, the oh, only yeah. good thing that came out of that is A, our name, Lord in Wonderland, oh, and B, the White Rabbit by uh, Jefferson Airplane. Jefferson. That's about it. And Jefferson Airplane means uh, roach clip. Does it? Yeah, I found that. I, I didn't know that. Uh, Never Jefferson knew that. Jefferson Airplane is essentially another term for a roach clip to pass a joint. What about Jefferson Starship? Jefferson Starship was just a stupid name from the 80s. Because the, the guy that created Jefferson Airplane was suing them. 
Is that what it was? I thought the girl left. Uh, no, she stayed for a while. And then they did uh, that song in the 80s, the Mannequin song. They won the Oscar. Oh, my God. And I think God. they broke up. But they all, everyone considers um, uh, we built the city on rock and roll. I guess everyone in the music industry considers that the worst pop song ever made. I didn't realize that was them. Yeah. Um, I really, really like, uh, when, especially during the, the cable guy when Jim Carrey sings yeah, Somebody right. to Love. That's great. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> He's doing that. That's an underrated movie. Yeah, I haven't seen it since theaters. Wow. Yeah, I have not watched it since theaters. I assume you mean during the 25th anniversary release of it, right? Nope, 1996. Okay, yeah. The Summer of Love. Oh, I watched that. <laughs> yes, exactly. I watched that a bunch. I've seen, I've seen it maybe once, all the way through. Pieces maybe here and there. Never rewatched it. I think, I think part of the reason it resonates with me is because the way he describes his dad is exactly how I felt. Because he has a line where he goes... Where he's talking about Jim Carrey's dad was not there, and he goes, and, and uh, fucking Ferris Bueller goes, my dad was there, but oh, what's it? What's it? As he say, I can't remember now. Like he basically says he wasn't, he wasn't around, but he was there, and I'm like, that Ooh. feels exactly. And he goes, Jim Carrey goes, you must have a lot of abandonment issues. <laughs> uh, you must have a lot of abandonment issues. And I love when the mom comes in and goes, and he's arrested, and he, she goes, are you on the pot? Dumb shit. Ben Stiller. Like. Ben Stiller's directorial debut. George Siegel's the dad. George Siegel's dead. The dad and dead. No, he's alive. Yeah, yeah he's dead. He's dead? George Siegel's dead. I'm not surprised, but did someone just shoot him? <laughs> exactly. Oh, just I think he died last year. Oh, wow. I want to say he died two years ago or last year or something like that. Yeah. Speaking of The Stand, he was on that show with her. Big titty lady. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Lauren G. Como. Yeah. I want you to fuck me, Larry. But that's not her. <laughs> no. It's that role. Yes, it's the same role, but yeah. Yeah. Not the I other. Want you to do, I want you to do everything to me except vag, Larry. Not the other big titty lady in the stand. It's a bomb. He's got a bomb. Yeah. Not Rob Lowe. Not Rob Lowe. Oh, wait. It's the other guy. That's Matt Damon. No, that's, uh, <laughs> yes, exactly. M O N. I still. M O O man means run away. I've literally been saying that line for almost thirty years now, and people never have known what the fuck I'm talking about, and I never explain it to them. It's I'm like, this is mine. I'm. Wow. It's a little piece I get to keep. Where? Yeah. No shit. Okay, I'm surprised by that because there's a number of people that are fans of the stand. Oh. Yeah, but nobody knows it like I do. I, 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 I no, there's gotta be fucking well six people in the world who I'll never talk to, so therefore will never understand what I'm saying. So I'm never gonna talk to them in real life. I've ran into people randomly and said, uh, "Cause a wheel from the Dark Tower series," and they immediately knew what it was. That's a bit different. I doubt that line. Oh, it is in the book. Never mind. But it's still, in the book. that's a big part of the book. I've never yeah. had any. I'm not also not using on everyone. So it's just right. every once in a while I'll say that. And we, yeah. well, you fucking should. Every time you're <laughs> yeah. at work, somebody wants a loan. M-O-O-N, it means loan. It means no. Fuck off. It means no. You're not getting a house. It, it kind of does spell Loser. no if you read it back. All right, bye. 
Fuck out of my No, head. um. <laughs> I don't work at the actual. We're not going through that financial crisis bullshit again. Get out of here. You don't get a loan. You won't, you'll default on it. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Sell me your B loans. I'm going to big short you. You're going to big short your ass. Too big to fail. So, what's can you describe the episode for real? Oh, right. So we can uh, be done. Yeah, it's an Arthur C. Clarke short story. Uh, basically, a spaceship's heading toward this undiscover, uh, undiscovered uh, const- or part of the galaxy. They found out there's a planet there that survived a supernova explosion like 3,000 years ago. They go investigate it. They find a nice matte painting of you a did, big You tower. just ruined the ending. No, you didn't. <laughs> By oh. saying 3,000 years ago, you did. Oh, no one's going to make that connection. It's an M-O-O-N thing. No one knows. <laughs> They're, he's gonna because the, 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 it's a priest and a, and a scientist, and the priest and the scientist have like this little argument about the universe and God, and okay. existence of blah 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 belief and science. Pause there. Yeah. The scientist. Okay, I don't. I actually didn't realize one was a priest, one was a scientist. Honestly. Oh well, that, he, well yeah, he's a kid, a fucking collar. They all have weird collars and sparkly shit on. But he called him a deacon, so maybe that's why you. you so is one. Fritz Weaver playing the? So he does have the white thing here. I just assume yeah, yeah, he had a the other guy has a blue collar on. I just assumed well, he, he it was a collar. He called him a Jesuit. Did he? A I, Jesuit priest. Again, this was yeah. 4.45 in the morning when I started watching this one. Because I watched this one yes. first. Yeah. Evidence of God's gra- Fritz Weaver is in my second or second or third favorite episode of the Twilight Zone ever. The, mm. uh, the uh, what am I thinking? Why am I blanking? Obsolete Man. Holy shit. I, I almost said a Mega yeah. Man. <laughs> the Obsolete no, Man. This is a great cast. This Fritz Weaver is yeah. great, and the other guy, the president from Clear and Present Dangers, in it. Yeah. So it's um okay. I had a question. Now and, uh, you Bizarre. answered. You actually answered my question there because yeah, but... he calls him father. Yeah. I was like, that's his fucking dad. <laughs> and I looked it up, and I go, <laughs> I go. Fritz Weaver is born in '26. Uh, Charles Moffat was born in 1930. His dad is four years older than him. But now that you said that, yes, it makes sense now. I, there is. This was a week I had to because it was a weird week week with work. I had to weird hours. I had to get up really fucking early compared to normal. And I was like, I have to cram these in at four something in the morning. Four or five, so I crunched yeah. them in, and I, I I missed a lot apparently. But I'm glad you caught that because it makes a lot more sense now. I'm less angry because I, I literally looked them both up, and I'm like, he's four years older than him. No, he's not his dad. Yeah, that's why there's that scene at the end where the guy's having a, a crisis of faith. And I got and that, goes, but oh my god! But yeah, because he's a priest. <laughs> but even if he wasn't a priest, it still works. Sure, but it makes more sense. Yeah, now it does make more sense. Absolutely. Yeah, that's why it's so it's it's that Chris it's that Jesus thing. Yeah, the episode does make you just unlocked a little bit. You put a couple more puzzle pieces in there. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's that's what happened. That's why I appreciated when they were coming. Yeah, it's It's again, it's a good episode. It's a good episode. It's a good story. Yeah, good acting. It's just the production is dog shit. Yeah, it's cheap that's what save. That's what could have saved it was some a little bit well, more time at, and money. Look at his fucking jumpsuit; it's so cheap. Yeah, that's so why bad. I wanted to show it. Yeah, it's so and I, bad. I, I, I'm pretty sure they just reversed the footage here. Um, Probably when you see the ship here at the beginning. Yeah, okay, ready? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. There's a light here, so maybe not. Oh I, no, that's the back. Yeah, it, no, the, the, 
Yeah, you see the you see the front. It's front. It's different. Yeah. Yeah, there's a front. From the okay, good. Yeah. Again, four forty-five in the morning. I was like, is that the same footage? Are you kidding me? Now I okay. <laughs> it just pisses you off before you go to work. Yeah, that's what. That's the that's the headset I was in when I was. Fuck, you're at work. Fucking TC85 producers saving money on an effect shot. God damn it. Anyway, how can I help you? God damn it. God, you want a fucking loan? So, okay. Um, yeah, sorry, continue with the story there, because it's actually worth getting into. Well, they, they discover this this uh, planet, they go investigate. They find a, a planet that survived the supernova, and essentially what happened was all the people that died, because knew they knew it. they were going to die, they transferred all of, they could, all of their information and their history and their art and, their, and all their shit onto this moon that was like basically uninhabitable and they just stored everything that was them they, and like they look back and they're like, like oh, they were under humans. the surface yeah 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 like they're bringing all this ar- archival stuff up and they're listening to their music and they're saying my god these were people they existed and had lives and then they were destroyed what kind of god would do that yeah like, he's mad this he is mad. I was getting serious 2001 vibes. This is right. the shot on the moon where you yeah. see the monolith here. You see this fucking thing. It's hard to show on camera, but it's on the wrong oh, angle. Oh, yeah, the monolith. But you see the monolith, and it's on the and it's the exact same shot as this, only it's a little mm. higher up in that movie. But it looks like this, only they spent money, and they had a talented director. <laughs> and, and this is a marker like the subspace beacon. It's they literally stuck a fucking stick in the dirt to go, hey, yeah. someone look down here. Put that button over there. Even though the premise of it is a supernova, a, a star went supernova in that area, right. it would have fucking wiped them out. Well, they talked about that. They, they said that would have wiped them, and it did. But what they did was they, they were able to figure out where it would end. And this was the outermost part of the supernova. That would allow them to build something to store their entire history, blah blah blah, to live on through another, through discovery of another world. Or oh, okay. Seems like it still would have knocked a tower over, though. Well, I mean, it's not like Star Trek Two, where he goes, "This is City Alpha Five," or Star Trek J.J. Uh, Abrams Star Trek, where, where yeah, that, he that can literally close. watch the thing, yeah. out, and you're like, "No, that doesn't work that way. No, not no. even close." When you break it down, Star Trek 2009 is an awful, awful movie. It's it's like zero, it makes zero sense. It's like Roland Emmerich made it. It is, it's, yeah, it's nonsense. Moonfall looks amazing. And it was nominated for Best Picture. No. Yeah, it was. Star Trek was. And you're right, but no. No, no, yeah. Well, <laughs> it fooled everybody. It was one of those like the actors were good. It was fun, but like once you were like, well, wait a minute. Whoa, wait a minute. It was like when you fuck a transgender and you realize they were a man. And you're like, it was good. Well, wait, no, it wasn't. <laughs> oh, shit. No, you, 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 I'm fine with it. I, yeah. No. Because it ended up being. Oh, no. Dick, no, Dick got frozen in memories. <laughs> oh, okay. It. That didn't happen. No, uh, Okay, so they yeah. find all the paintings and shit. They're pulling them out one at a time, and they're like, oh, there's a whole history here. I was expecting the Ark of the Covenant here when they're in the shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Catalog. 
it fooled me because the whole time I'm expecting, oh, this was Earth. Oh, right. We, we've I been had the same idea. I yeah. thought it was going to be this was Earth. We've been gone a lot longer than we thought. This was right. Earth, and it's gone now. That's what I was right. waiting for. Yeah, yeah. But luckily, they didn't do that. It was Earth all along. But what gives it away is the purple people. This is yeah, once they showed that. The purple people. They're humans. They're humans. He doesn't say humanoid. He says humans, which he I found. He did say humans. And they have bull cuts on their head like the 70s. According to these star maps. It looks like a Star Trek well, next generation production. By the inhabitants of one of the we shot this in the, in the prop room. Yeah. <laughs> no. Other planets. They knew their son was dying. Everything they wanted to preserve, their art, their literature, they must have brought here, hoping it would escape the flames. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> this the perspective's all off, so burn it. Get rid of this shit. Here we go, here's the reveal. This ain't no Monet. They were human. Yes. Humanoid. They look like the fucking Eloys. Do you think they escaped? The uh, Eloys and the Morlocks had a baby. Yeah. Now, keep in mind this whole time, as a flashback, when he says father, I'm thinking he's supposed to be playing his dad. And I'm like, those right. two men yes. could not be more the same age. I understand. <laughs> I was so confused. Uh, I would understand your confusion. <laughs> yeah. Listen, Dad, you understand me. <laughs> I did write down, I want one of these suits. His, yeah. <laughs> the sparkly blue vest oh, yeah, with a silver nice. top. Fashionable. I bet, I bet you they were sweating their balls off under those show lights. You'd think so, but he, he doesn't look sweaty, even though it's the Twilight Zone. Movie magic love. Okay, Movie so after that, he does a like dating on the planet. He goes, I can even do it down to the hour or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he doesn't tell the lady all the info. This. Yeah. Random Star Trek lady. Does she not seem like one of the people from Star Trek? She's, yeah, she's the unused captain. And then it cuts to Fritz Weaver going, like, having a fucking meltdown. It's a cookbook! <laughs> not far off. And then he's like, what's wrong, father? I was like, all I focused on at that point was that. I wanted to apologize, Father, for that uh, uh, argument I had with you down on the plant surface. That's all right, son. Your mother and I are over it. Father, there's something I wanted to show you. That. Father, yeah. He's a priest. I, yeah. I'm, I know. Yes, once, he, once he said that, I'm like, okay, it's fairly obvious, but I, I clearly missed a line <laughs> earlier, but this, this is great. If you don't know that. Father, there's something I wanted to show you. I was so, so mad. You're going to come at me over here and bark at me like some junkyard dog? I know you were three years old and fucked a lady and impregnated her. Therefore, you were four years older than me when I, the time I was born. But, Dad, I got some issues. Fucking, fucking sick. You're, you're a fucking stud as a three-year-old, but still, I got some questions. All right? <laughs> None of them head. related to that. How did you have balls that worked at three? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just need to know. It's almost like the ridiculousness of... Uh, don't drink your juice in the hood. Yeah. Or don't be a menace while drinking juice in the hood. Where right. the dad is younger than him. And yeah. He has to like take care of him. <laughs> like it's almost uh, that ridiculous. 
brilliant, brilliant comedy. Love it. The Wayne's Brothers. One of the few great Wayne's Brothers movies. And by that, maybe I mean... Like, maybe are there three. Maybe three. Well, do you, you... Obviously, you had that on your top ten list of comedies, but do you consider... Don't be a sucker to be a Wayne's Brothers, or is it just Keenan Ivory Wayne's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the Keenan Ivory Wayne's movie. Yeah. I like Bulletproof, but not a, not a Wayne's Brothers movie. Well, it's a, it's a Damon Wayne's movie, but it's not a Wayne's Brothers movie. Yeah, I know. It's a Damon Wayne's. Exactly. So they got Don't Be a Menace, right. and that's probably it. I mean, I would count Glimmer Man in my top comedy. Oh, that movie's... <laughs> With Keenan Ivory Wayne's. When he's going through his CD collection after his apartment got blown up? Yeah. Genius scene. No, the genius scene is when when uh, uh, <laughs> fucking Steven Seagal. <coughs> the credit card. They're, they're gonna get they're gonna get a tag. Goes, I'm gonna give you thousand dollars. Who wants ten thousand dollars? I got thousands of dollars in my pocket. You take plastic. <laughs> and it's a razor blade. He it has their throats. A razor blade underneath ah. the credit card that goes. Ah! <laughs> loved it. It was so great. It's so bad. It's wonderful. It's Glimmer Man is one of the worst movies ever made, but it's hilarious. It is one of the best worst movies to watch. Yeah, absolutely. It's up there with Virtuosity, where I I, I genuinely love watching it, but it really is bad. Oh, uh, I, I would say Glimmer Man is worse than Virtuosity. Yes, Virtuosity is not awful. No, in a sense where it's bad. The but problem it's not good. Virtuosity's problem is it's a little too much like a lawnmower man. It's a little, a little too bit. A too many toes bit. in that pool. What was the technology at the time? Exactly. VR was the big <coughs> thing. They were all excited for that that awful virtual reality technology. Yeah, it never and happened. It it never <laughs> never happened. Ever. They're still still trying to push it and it doesn't work. Well, fuck, even the Matrix was like, we want to do that, but let's not do that weird, awful CG animation. Let's just pretend like it's real outside of that. Right, they yeah. got They got around that, luckily. Yeah. Um, can you imagine if the Matrix had, like, the, the hacker's internet? <laughs> they're, Hack the well, planet! J- Johnny Monomic, when they have a dolphin, is a the fucking, internet. Yeah, and they made fun of that on South Park. With the Dolphin Picks Family Guy episodes, <laughs> no, those are those are uh, otters or uh, no. uh, manatees. The manatees. Oh, whatever it was, but uh, yeah, yeah, all I was thinking about during that scene and that show was giant mnemonic. <laughs> We're I gonna can... do it to you, low tech style. <clears throat> I told you during the the first, I don't know, couple dozen, maybe a dozen, maybe somewhere around there, but episodes of Lord of Wonderland when we started, every movie reviewed, I would pick a Jones. So during uh, Escape from Los Angeles, it was Cuervo Jones, right, the main yeah. bad guy. Then Johnny Mnemonic was Dolphin Jones. Dolphin Jones. <laughs> yeah. In uh, uh, in Face Off, our first episode, it was Tongue Sucker Jones because that lady on the plane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I had a bunch of Joneses that I always pick, oh, and nice. I stopped doing that after a while. Well, you only go so far with the Joneses. Yeah, I, I could have kept going, but the cast got too diverse at that point. People <laughs> yeah, were leaving. I'm all for white Joneses, please. <laughs> Not the cast of the movies, the cast of the show. Oh, right. The podcast, yeah. It just got too watered down. You know, oh, we God. jumped the shark. It was... it was <laughs> yeah, too, too much. Yeah, we did too much. We did Valentine's Day, and it was all over. So, so the big reveal at the end of this episode <laughs> is that God. the... Uh, the supernova was essentially the brightest thing in the Earth's sky. And by the time when the light got to Earth, it was basically the star of Bethlehem that led the it, people to go find Jesus in the manger yes. for Christmas. It blew up 
in the Earth year 3120 BC, by the time it got to Earth, would have been, you know, year zero, in, in right. quotes, year negative 33, BC 33, whatever you want to call it. Right. However you look at that timeline, it led them to find Jesus. Right. This, this surprisingly didn't bother me. Right, yeah, no, it's a, it's a nice sentiment. My only problem was I was like, the the intro the outro I was like this whole episode is just religious weird shit why why do a whole like throw this at the end of some other episode well what was the other two stories before this one well I told you it's the remake of Night of the Meek that's right okay, okay. and then it's a uh, but can right. she type right. I don't know what that uh, miserable secretary Karen Billings come across a copy of machine that transports her to a world where secretaries are adored and honored okay so maybe that one's not religious but still that's two out of three a, that's not a Christmas episode it doesn't sound like it but yeah. But yeah, it's it's a little too religious sounding for me, um, but it didn't bother me honestly. Yeah, I kind of tore it apart earlier. Well, because you didn't realize the guy was a priest. Yeah, that's part of it. Because that's a big chunk of it. It's why they had that discussion in the beginning in the first place. Now I get it's it. Two different sides of the court. Yeah. Yeah. That and again, I missed that. That's on me. So I'm raising my he, I'm he, raising my he, score a star. He's Matthew McConaughey from Contact. He's the drug dealer of the movie? But he didn't fuck Jodie Foster. Oh, okay. Because Jodie Foster don't like the dick. Well, she was the last dick he had. Yeah. He was the last dick she had. Yes. I watched... Before oh, I'm... oh. Can I mention... Yeah. Oh, man. I was so excited for one movie, but there's two movies that came out a couple years ago now, maybe three, four years ago at this point, that looked very similar and I was excited to watch one of them because of the cast. And I watched both of them in a row. It was Bad Times at the El Royale. Oh, yes. And then I watched Hotel Artemis. Oh, the movies, right. I forgot about that. The movies Hotel came Artemis. out really close together, and they're yeah, both about hotels. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, okay, Bad Times at El Royale has a way better cast. Like, that cast is awesome. Fucking movie was so boring and long and just oh man took a long way to go where it went. And I go, how is this possible? This movie is this bad. And then I turned on Hotel Artemis, and then I realized, oh, it can be way worse because that movie is apparently set in the future with like future tech, and it's like a future LA, and she has like robotic arm, like she does, and Charlie Day's in it. And I'm like, why oh is Charlie God. Day? And I was so confused. Wow. And I was like, why is this in the future? I'm so lost. They made so many Dave Bautista's in it. Was there a dolphin that was the internet? It that wouldn't surprise me, but it was just such a stupid movie. Low tech style. And I was like, oh, I was looking forward to you know this night of watching these two movies finally, and both of them were a disappointment. That's a long night because fucking Royale Hotel is like two and a half hours long. Well, it's Drew Goddard, right? Yes. And I was like, I, I like him. Yes. And then Hotel Artemis was some fucking guy. Yeah, I think he was. And that movie fucking sucked. Yeah, I never watched that one. So it was like I was disappointing the first one. I go, oh, the second one has to be. So I built myself up again, only to be disappointed even further. Oh wow! The second it goes twenty thirty six or something, I go, ah, or whatever year it showed. I was like, fuck, (laughs) like immediately. Oh, no, it's terrible. Okay, but this this episode. Oh. I'm on a notes. I got nothing. That was it. It's pretty much that was the episode. 
Oh, there's an outro, right? Is there? Yeah, there was. He must be doing this. You're right. The survey ship Magellan, bearing with it the last legacy of a long dead people. A legacy to be kept and cherished and in time bequeathed to a world still unborn from the current inhabitants of the Twilight Zone. It looks like a... Doesn't not look like something you would put batteries in? It's a remote control. Not what I'm thinking. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. uh, hey, fr- hey, Frank, we have uh, your uh, jet yeah, shit machine. Throw some D-cells in this bad boy right here. <laughs> Tape it over because you lost this little slipcover plastic piece. That's it's that's under the fucking couch because your kid's playing with it. <laughs> you dropped it when you got really excited. The kid came home early the, with daddy, and then you oh, you like sl- oh. threw it under the couch. The little slipcover got lost. He's using it as like a spaceship now. It ironically, smells like Chinese food in here. It's weird. Anyway, uh, and daddy's like, "How school?" Daddy doesn't give a shit. Daddy's having a drink. Shut up. Dad, why do you have no pants on? Shut up! That's the difference between guys and girls. If I find out, I'm like, walking on that. I'm like, cool, don't got to do it myself. And I keep walking. That's nice. I'm a selfish, selfish lover. No. <laughs> just. Are you naked yet? Okay, I'll be on the bed while you do it. When you're That's done, cool. let me know. I'll give you 30 seconds of your life. <laughs> I'll give you the best 30 seconds <laughs> I got! Oh. My name's Phoenix. I'm here to penis. <laughs> I'm here to penis. <laughs> I'm Dick, and I'm here to stick. <laughs> there you go. That works. Dick to stick. Dick to stick. All right. I I give this a six. I give it an eight. I, I'm going to go high on it because yeah. I, 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 I knew what was going on. I had no confusion. Even with, without the confusion, I'll watch this again and still give it a six. It, it was good. Good acting. Good character actors. I, I will be honest. I could possibly watch this and give it a seven. So what I'll do is just give it a seven now, based on the fact I wasn't paying attention enough. Apparently, that's fine. I'll adjust my score because of my own failure. I don't think Rod Serling cares. It has a six point eight on IMDb. So let's just go with yeah. the crowd there and just give it a seven. It's okay because it's written by Arthur C. Clarke and his track record with you know. Being a decent human being ain't that great. No, and his the fact that he didn't really write 2001. Not the movie. He wrote the book. Yeah, he wrote the book after the movie was made. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. He did write subsequent sequels, though, 2010 and 2061 and Roy 3000. Sh- Roy Scheider needed work, so... It's actually... Did you ever see 2010? No, no. It's actually not a bad movie. I watched it. it was like, it's it? on HBO Max. It's a movie I've, like, I've started like six times, and I get 12 I've, minutes yeah. in, I'm like, uh, yeah, it's, later. It's, it, you gotta get past that first half hour, because it's like very... It, they don't go to space until like 40 minutes into the movie. So it's like the first one. Yeah, pretty much. The first movie, you gotta get past a lot of weird yeah. ideas... And then you're never fully going to understand exactly what you're watching, but you get the basic idea. You get the basic gist of it. Yeah. That's how I can, that's how I convey that to people who haven't seen it. Like, you don't, you don't quite know. Basically, the, people get lost in the monolith. I'm like, it just represents, like, 
evolution well, and and being forced with change. Well, yeah, because if you watch the 2010, Jupiter, I think it's Jupiter, opens up and all of the all monoliths come out. There's more than it's, one monolith. There's huh? like a million come out. See, in the original, you assume it was on the moon, and then it was out by Jupiter, and it gave well, that was, the star baby. It was, on, it was on the moon because we got to the moon, yeah. and then they find out it's in space because it's just there in space. It's, it's waiting for us to get there. Yeah. And it, so it, what, basically what it's doing is it's making the star baby. Um, do, so is it just a movie that explains the first movie? No. Because it's like, um, well, yeah, it does. Because the the uh, the astronauts come back, and actually, it's kind of cool because he comes back and he tells his wife and his mother that he uh, let him go. I'm I'm go- I'm gonna die. Um, just letting you know that I was okay. Um, I've been missing for ten because it's like ten years later, something like that. Yeah, 2010. Right, it's been nine years. So he like he sends his vision. He, he comes down to them and he tells them, "I'm okay." Just letting you know, because like the show, the wife, the ex-wife is just like he comes on TV and he says, "Hello, hello, Mary, how are you?" And it's like he, he's not quite himself because he's kind of an alien slash evolved creature, whatever. And then he goes. The the good one, the good part is he goes and sees his mother who's in a rest home, and she's like smiling and she's dying. And she's like her hair is combed, so like he came to her and brushed her hair, something like that, and like soothed her and calmed her before she passed away to let her know that she he was okay. So it's kind of like this sweet moment. But then you find out that on Europa, there's a life is growing in Europa. Europa's becoming a second Earth. Okay. And and the Star Child is living in that world, basically. I don't like the idea of the Star Child being involved with that because I always assumed the Star Child was one of those ideas more than a literal. Well, I think it means th- it's like the next step of evolution. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what, what I the idea. Yeah, because the monolith at the point is is really it's there to advance the evolution of of it. What I see in them that first movie is humans. We get to the moon because that's there. We get to Jupiter because that's there. It's it's pulling us out further just to evolve us. So having a star baby come out was kind of like, all right, now you're here. You can start life here. Now it's literal, and I don't know how much I like that. Yeah, it's a little, yeah, it's a little literal. But uh, no, basically, um, they say don't come to Europe, Europa anymore. And, they, and what happens is there's another sun. Jupiter becomes another sun, basically. So uh, you you uh, on Earth, there's two suns. So there's like you see two stars. So there's it, they said this was the the day 2010 was the day the Earth had a second sun, and it's like there's two suns in the sky, something like that. It, it, it's something like that. And like Russia was going to war with America, and that was going on off screen. Oh, don't okay. okay so good. it's a Russian movie. It's one of those. What what is Roy Scheider in the fucking Russians? Money. What? Even the John Frankenheimer movie he's in, it's about fucking Russians. Yeah. The Fourth War. The the Cold War. No, that's the movie. The name of the movie, The Fourth War. Oh right, right, right. <laughs> I know what the Cold War. Is. <laughs> it's him it's and uh. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. him and uh Jorgen. 
Princhot or, now or right, whatever you say his name. It's him. The, the guy from House of the Dead. Yeah, and they're literally like fighting each other on the, the border. The guy from House of the Dead and and uh, 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 in the Mouth of Madness. He's in so much schlock. Johnny Boy! <laughs> no, not him. But... It's not him. No. no that... I, can't, I can't change the... Did I ever tell you my favorite color is blue? That totally American man. No, but <laughs> we're not talking about him. Sunday. Johnny! All right. Somehow we squeezed way too much out of this. Um, we got it. We did it. We, I knew we could. We're, oh, 37 minutes almost. Hey. Hey, we did it. Uh, I do want to say I was hoping Frank would be here for this. But next week on the show, where'd my live schedule go is beyond me. Oh, I moved it over here. Frank, you better fucking be here for this because I was excited for you to do this. So next week on the show, episode 328, we're doing Twilight Zone 1959's 120 Elegy Redux. Episode 120 of the original series. So you get the Blu-rays, Dick. I told, I promised yeah. you a bunch of reduxes. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good. good Elegy, stuff. good episode. All right. The next episode, though, uh, Twilight Zone 19... Oh, sorry, Twilight Zone 329, episode 329 of the 59 series, Redux, episode 226, Shadow Play Redux. I butchered that sentence. Shadow Play is Frank and I's favorite episode of the original okay. series. Yeah. So... It's a, it's an amazing episode. Don't you know? I don't want to oversell it or anything, and have you just be like, eh. But fucking love it. It's our favorite one. I'll um, just pretend to uh, to be like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Well, you do that with I'd, anything. I'll just do that to be the the the, the, uh, contrarian. the buffer. Like, yeah, contrarian. Just for, it was okay. Whatever. The week after that, though, we're doing Twilight Zone eighty five's version of Shadow Play. Oh God, no! I picked that next because I wanted to do both. And sure. I wanted to break it up though, so we're not just talking about Shadow Play. So I kind of separated them by a week. And then we're also doing a redux of the original series, Mirror Image, another good episode. Okay. So three of the next four episodes are, are uh, reduxes, and one's a remake. So exciting. Yeah. Um, today, the episodes, eh, just kind of. Yeah, it's fine. It's kind of lackluster, really. Lackluster at best. It's three episodes I like the idea of, but not the execution. I would agree. All three of them I felt the same way about. Yeah. Okay, without further ado, let's get the fuck out of here. Uh, until next time, in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. Dick, dick, guys. Uh, so long, citizens. Fuck you, Frank, for not joining us. Bye-bye. <laughs>